0: Welcome to the first ever ETC Coaches Corner podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the insights of what happens behind the scenes at the Empowerment Training Centre, where we'll be talking from programming to nutrition to just general ongoings, delving deep into what is going on to provide you guys with the most important and relevant information so you can stay up to date. Now, typically, the first podcast, uh, I'm full of cold, so it's not ideal but it's fine. We're gonna jump straight into today's session. So today's session is gonna be talking about programming. Now programming is, you know, it's evolved vastly over the past six years. That's kind of almost irrelevant though because it doesn't really matter what we did six years ago. We're gonna focus on what's kind of happened over the last six months, um, how we've developed our programming, what it actually entails and what we have coming up. And we have no better guest than the fantastic coach Kyle, who's the head of programming,
1: and he is going to be talking about all things programming. Good morning, Kyle. Hello. Uh, it's uh, an absolute pleasure to be featured on the very first podcast episode. Fantastic.
0: Please. Well, we have a little bit of a, you know, a fiction point is that I've just had a coffee um, and Jack has bought skimmed milk, which we all know is the worst kind of milk possible. So not only are we ruining good coffee with some skimmed milk, It's made me quite sad, which is probably why you haven't got a coffee in front of you, Kyle. Is that right? Right, It's an absolute travesty. (laughs) I'm very upset about it. Right. So we're going to start with the important question. Uh, Kyle, what did you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Uh, I had Greek yogurt with granola, peanut butter, honey, and blueberries, and it was absolutely fantastic.
0: That sounds great. Did you know that granola has the same amount of calories as uranium? I did not know that. I learned something new today. 500 million calories per (laughs) (laughs) gram. (laughs) is <laughs> actually uh, what uh, uranium not, has you're not far off <laughs> yeah. right so we're going to start really broad we're going to talk about like why why is programming the right movements so important
1: uh so most people uh lack structure uh balance and direction um as well as the right level of intensity or kind of the, the right amount of stimulus for growth uh you walk into a, a commercial gym and you see a lot of people walking around not really doing that much maybe a little bit of bench press here a little bit of something over there and, and they don't really get results because their programming has no thought behind it uh, the program is what dictates results uh, enjoyment and also your adherence to it which is really important to actually get better and improve so it not only does it have to be enjoyable the movements have to actually make you better and it also has to not feel stagnant or boring so that you keep coming back and keep enjoying the program and keep getting the benefit from it. It's kind of like a jigsaw. All of those pieces have to fit together so that they complement each other and actually drive results and make you better in the long run. Mm. That
0: sounds like you've got your hands full, Kyle. It sounds like there's a lot of things to consider. Now I just wanna go back to a point you said, you know, someone will be walking around the gym with without structure and direction, which, you know, I can attest to. But why won't just doing, you know, a bit of bench press, as you said, why won't that get you results if you're just going to the gym doing a bit of
1: bench press and doing a bit of whatever so one of the most important principles of training is progressive overload and that basically means either adding more weight over time or increasing the amount of volume or changing the technical demand of the exercise in order to keep driving progress and to make things just a little bit harder each time you come back and train So that's kind of one of the most important driving forces of actually getting better. And one of the most important training principles is that slow, gradual, progressive overload to continue making you better. Because if you come into the gym and let's say you bench press 40 kilograms and you do that every single time you come, there's gonna be a point where you stop getting better. That 40 kilograms is only gonna get you so far. Uh, So you have to either change that stimulus to make it harder or you have to change what you're doing in order to promote that increase and that improvement. Wicked. And how do
0: we how do we incorporate progressive overload in our program? And can you just talk to us a little bit about what you mean by kind of a change in stimulus?
1: Yeah. So our our program focuses primarily on compound uh, movements, which essentially are just whole body movements and whole body workouts. Every time that you come in, um, and this basically means that we're using the most amount of muscle each session and they're easy to track progress through those specific lifts. so a compound lift for example is a squat uh, is a bench press is a deadlift and we look to measure those we look to improve on our performance with those where we might be starting off with uh let's say 40 kilograms on the bench press and you might do that for 12 reps and we'll do that for let's say four weeks so you've got four weeks with that movement to try and improve on the amount of weight that you're lifting for 12 reps As the program goes on, we might reduce that down to, let's say, 10 reps. So we can ideally increase the weight because we've got a couple of less reps or fewer reps, which means that we can increase the weight. And then we might do that 10 reps again for four weeks. And over those four weeks, we'd again look to try and increase the amount of load that we're lifting. And then we'd move on to the the final four weeks. And it might go down to something like eight or even six, which again allows you an opportunity to go heavier and try and improve for the next few weeks on that amount of reps uh, and ideally that decreasing number of reps and increasing number of weight allows you to gradually get stronger until the end of the block where we'll restart and maybe repeat that movement and ideally the start point will be slightly heavier than what you did on the first block
0: nice and you've just painted this image in my head a long time ago when when we used to read really like training magazines and it used to be like Oh, well, if you want to build endurance, do between 12 and 15 reps. If you want to build muscle, you must work between six and eight reps. And if you want to build strength, it must be less than five reps. And although there is some truth to that, I think what you're kind of saying with the program is that it, it takes everybody through this transition of building capacity, building endurance for the first four weeks, establishing good movement and then having, you know, four four or five weeks of like a muscle building esque activities. And that muscle building, I guess I guess comes from good amounts of load because we're not lifting we spent the, four, the first four weeks doing so much lifting because you know, you aren't going to be able to lift a five rep max for 15 reps And over those four weeks we've got in, increased load increased training with slightly lower reps and then I guess the last four weeks of the program kind of fit into that hypothesis of strength training where we're doing potentially lower reps and and more weights so it kind of has over the 12 week period we take our members through every different aspect of fitness and training which allows people to get results that's that, that's the, when you were talking about it, that's the the image that i had in my head and i was like you know what that actually works quite works quite well i guess
1: yeah so it, we're tackling every facet of of fitness so obviously we start with the slightly higher reps and alongside that it, it just gives you more opportunity to practice that movement if we're doing four sets for 12 reps we're we're lifting more reps than if we're doing three sets for three reps So, it allows you to kind of grease that groove and get that movement pattern absolutely perfect before we think about loading it too heavy. And then, as the reps decrease and the weight increases, we gradually get more accustomed to lifting heavier loads. And our technique will have improved because we'll have spent a lot of time and more reps at the beginning of the program getting it perfect. And then, as we come towards the later stages of the program, we should have that technique dialed in. And that allows us to lift heavier with the same perfect form that we look for. I like that. What would
0: you say? is the the most difficult part of a programming, an effective program that gets results. Like what what's the hardest part about that, do you think?
1: The hardest part at ETC is writing a program that not only works for one person on a Monday if they were only to ever attend Mondays, but also for the person that attends five times a week. How do we write a program that gets one individual a really successful outcome? And it also gets another individual that's got a completely different set of circumstances, a really good training outcome as well. And that's kind of one of the hardest obstacles that you have to overcome. So as I said in my first point, it's, it's like a jigsaw. All the pieces have to fit together so that none of the movements interfere with each other so that you can come in and train one day a week or you can come in and train four or five times a week and still get a really good outcome from those individual training sessions
0: and i guess that's why you know we've always said that we have a scientific approach to programming we've always said that we're principle based so i guess what you're saying is it doesn't matter whether you've been a member for five six years or you're kind of new to us the principle of a squat is the same across everyone like everybody should be able to squat you know except me in case you didn't know i've got a bad (laughs) knee um Everyone can squat whether you're squatting back squatting 100 kilos or whether you're doing your first ever goblet squat uh, that the program tailors for those people to help them get stronger get them towards their, their goal but without kind of completely changing the whole program because it's still a squat and I actually think that's something that a lot of people forget they forget that everyone's just kind of doing the same thing but it's just different and you know we talked about the stimulus uh, earlier on and the, the amount of load and the amount of volume. Those are the things that change the complexity of the movement. But ultimately, everyone's kind of doing the same thing. And I guess your job is to make sure that it all harmonizes with the amount of structure. So we're all working the same groups
1: enough times over the course of the block to be able to actually get results. Absolutely. Yeah, a really good saying here is like the, the needs of the individual differ by degree and not by kind. So we all need to squat in some respect and we should all probably do some form of hinging to work our hamstrings we should all do some form of pushing some form of pulling and uh, there's different movements that we can do that are as you said more complex or less complex depending on where that individual is so for example we might be doing a back squat in the program However, for someone that's got limited mobility, that might not be the best option for them, but it doesn't mean that they can't squat. It just means that we can give them a variation, an alternative that will ultimately get them a better outcome and make them stronger and make them better without the technical requirement required of something as complex as a back squat. So uh, an alternative exercise that actually helps them get better rather than something that they get stuck on and then maybe feel frustrated because they're not performing it as they should be.
0: Love that. So you're saying that actually... We want people to actually get better and not get worse. Absolutely. That's what what we're here to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the programming has evolved quite a lot over the last six months. So what do you think, you know, especially in this last block that we've just finished, what is the biggest change that we have seen in this latest block? And, you know, why have we done it? And before you go on, I think... The program, we spend a lot of time as a team collaborating about how to make the programs as, as best we possibly can. And we spend tens of hours developing our programs. And I think it's really important. Well, there's a reason for this podcast, right, to give people the insight of what we have done. So, Kyle, what is the biggest change in this latest podcast? And then and, and talk to me about why we have
1: done it. So we wanted to personalize our approach to the program uh, and make it a little bit more tailored to the individual. Um, And for some people, that means it's going to be harder because we want to get more intent from our training. Um, In previous programs, it it may have felt quite easy to just go through the motions. Um, a A lot of the members might have known what the structure looks like, what it feels like, what each session should look and feel like as they come in. Uh, And we wanted to change that. We wanted to get a little bit more tent behind the training and potentially make it a little bit harder for some, but it will be easier for others. It's just a, a little bit more of an individualized approach that, again, uses those principles and uses those scientific bases to drive results. Okay, so making
0: it harder for some, what would make the program harder and why is that important for some
1: people? so for some people they've been training with us for three four maybe even five years for some of the older members the ogs uh and for for them it it might be that we're doing a split squat and they've absolutely mastered a split squat they're going to do 12 reps they're going to lift a a challenging weight for them uh, but they might need a little bit more to actually continue making that movement harder so what we might do is throw in a little bit of a tempo so the person next to them might be just be doing 12 reps of a split squat They might be doing 12 reps of a split squat with a 30 second isometric at the end, and then they might drop the weight and give me six extra reps without the weight. So it's a mechanical drop set. So it's the same program that the two are following. It's just a little bit of extra stimulus for that person that's got a slightly more advanced training age to make them better and ultimately make that stimulus a little bit more challenging for them. Okay. So,
0: in terms of like an example of that, is, you know, Obviously, I've got a lot of muscle, um, arguably more than you, but uh, you've got a bit of muscle. Some would argue otherwise. So if you're doing a, like a
1: Romanian deadlift, like how much weight would you lift um, and why would you lift that amount of weight? Uh, just off the top of my head, for, for an example, uh, for eight reps, I might lift anywhere between 120 to 150 kilograms. Whew, me too. Absolutely. I've yeah, <laughs> seen you do it. Not really. However, if you were a newer individual to training, that might only be the bar. It might be 30, 40 kilograms and you're going to get the same outcome from that weight as I am from that slightly heavier weight. It doesn't mean that it's any easier or harder just for you. That's the right stimulus to allow growth and also to allow you to recover so that you don't feel absolutely wrecked for the next time you come in. If you go in and lift a weight that's absolutely way too heavy for you, you might feel wrecked for three or four days afterwards. And that stimulus is going to have been too great for you to be able to recover from for your next training session.
0: So all the, all the training essentially is is contextualized to the individual. Like if, if, if someone is new to training, they don't need as much, well, A, they probably wouldn't be able to lift that much weight, but the better, the, the stronger, the more capable you are, the more you have to do to get results. And the, the newer to training you are, I guess, the, the less you have to do because it's important that we build people up in a way that is as safe as possible, and I'm guessing, like if we, I'm not guessing, I know this, <laughs> no, I know this for a fact. But if you give someone too much load and too much stimulus that they aren't potentially ready for, what is, you know, what kind of what happens with that person?
1: Well, unfortunately, they won't actually get any better. It's a fine balance between working hard enough to change your body composition and to change your strength levels and to actually improve. And recovery, and making sure that that stimulus isn't too great, and you're not just piling stress upon stress upon stress, because ultimately that is what training is—to stress, and you need to have enough time to recover in between those bouts of stress to actually improve and actually to get better. I think we could actually do a a whole podcast on on recovery from
0: training, but we'll talk about that very very quickly. So, in terms of like recovery, I know I say this all the time: when you train, you actually get worse. So we talked about like damage that muscle tissue damage and a mechanical load actually makes your body put your body under stress, which you've quite rightly said. And it's absolutely essential that we recover from that stress, give ourselves ad- adequate recovery, because that's when we ultimately get better. That's when the adaptation occurs. Um, and if someone is really, really, like, really stressed, not sleeping very well, and they're doing hard training as well, your body takes all of this on as stress. And uh, this can lead to you know, illness or feeling run down, picking up injuries, all these different things. So recovery is, is super, super important. And I think a common, a common thing is that more is better. I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to lift more. I need to train an extra day. When actually we believe that actually having a day off is really, really important. Uh, but just moving on because we're running out of time the program that we've just completed we think has done down really really well people have noticed an increase in the intensity what are we going to expect from the the next program what's going to be happening in the new year what's going to be
1: different um, and how are the members going to benefit yeah so the next program is going to be very similar to this in many ways but also very different uh, we're looking to try and have less time talking from the coaches we found in previous programs we might have spent three or four minutes talking and explaining we want to try and remove some of that time so that the members actually have more time to do some stuff Uh, they've got more time and space to do more work in the same amount of time so uh, that might make it feel a little bit harder but ultimately that is for those that are more advanced going to drive more progress for them and for those that are newer, it's gonna allow them more time to try out the movements and actually get to grips with what the session is. It'll have elements in it that are higher in intensity, some that are easier. Um, and again, we're just trying to avoid interference from subsequent sessions and make sure that each session complements each other so that you're getting the best out of every session that you attend. Love that.
0: I'm going to finish on a little bit of a, an insight. I didn't actually tell you about this, Kyle. Uh, but I think it's important for the guest, which is Kyle. But he's not really a guest. He's kind of going to be with us frequently over his episodes. If there was one thing that you think people could do to improve their training, what would it be? Put you on the spot there a little bit.
1: Uh, you have. Um, I would say get an understanding of what working hard actually is and what failure actually is. I think it's very easy to come in and almost go through the motions and lift a weight that you're very familiar with, something that you're comfortable with. And sometimes people lack the drive to push that and actually test their limits and see what they're actually capable of. Now, I'm not saying we should do this all the time, but proximity to failure is one of the driving things that makes us grow uh, muscle and improve in our strength. So, having an understanding of what failure is and actually what working hard is would be really useful to then use that to. Determine the intensity of your training and to understand actually how hard you can push yourself and how hard it is actually required to to change and to grow that muscle and to get actually stronger.
0: Nice. And that's a really, really good point to to leave on. But I just actually want to explore that a little bit because I think there's actually quite a lot of gold within that. And, you know, I kind of think the exact same is that the intent behind training and understanding what hard training is. Now, we're not saying that everyone needs to come in and beast themselves. Everyone needs to come in and and try their, their absolute best and run themselves into the ground. Of course, that's not what we're saying. But I guess where that place comes from, Kyle, is we have people who, you know, oh, you know, I feel like I've not made loads of progress in the last six months. And this is usually for people who have been training with us for a little bit longer. And then you look at them in training and they're just kind of doing enough sets. They're having a bit of a chat and they're doing maybe three or four sets and they're doing comfortable weights because comfortable training is exactly that. It's, it's comfortable. But when you get to a certain level, you know, uh, we can both attest to this, I guess, is that tra- training actually sucks quite a lot of the time where you're like, oh, I've, I've got to lift this and then this is what I'm, my, my coach has programmed me to do and it's, it's hard and it's really uncomfortable. So I think a really good point is it's, it's, it's important to understand that training can actually be hard and it, it should be hard, not all the time. But finishing a session being like, oh, my God, my legs are shaking. Like, that was really unpleasant. And that's actually okay. And especially for those who've been training a while, um, it's important to, to get that and get that stimulus. And we also find this a lot for those members who've done maybe national fitness games or turf games. They then come back to the gym and they've got a new perspective of what difficult actually is. And they go, oh, I thought that was heavy this actually what i've been doing isn't heavy compared to whatever i did it in nfg or whatever it might be and i think that's a that's a really good point so it would be great if people understood that training can be a bit harder and understand their i guess their i guess their own potential absolutely yeah cool well thank you very much for joining us cat hopefully you found this interesting we love 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 your feedback um if you haven't subscribed you probably haven't because this is the first one then you should subscribe uh, I don't know what that means for us. I don't know if we, I don't know. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? It's, it's, new, it's new territory, isn't it? It's we're new territory. Really sure. We're not really sure yet. Everyone always says subscribe. I don't know why, but you should subscribe. Um, you won't get anything for it and neither will we, but that would be nice. Um, but I look forward, to, we're going to be doing this podcast kind of every two weeks talking about the insights. If you have questions or things that you want to know, then please reach out to us uh, and we'll be able to answer your questions with more time, uh, with more coherency. Um, then we would kind of over in our know, quick chat or in the original coach's corner that was posted in the group. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hopefully I'll feel better for when we the next one. Thank you very much, Kyle, for, for joining us and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Not going to say bye. I thought you were signing off. <laughs> I thought that was... Say bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>